I'm jumping in with a quick message that I've added to all HR Coffee Time episodes to let you know that my group programme, Inspiring HR, is back. In case you haven't heard of it before, it's an intensive six-week programme for mid and senior level HR and people professionals. So if you're an HR business partner, HR manager, head of HR or HR director, or the people equivalent, so a people business partner, people manager, head of people or people director, and you'd like to build your confidence, your credibility and your impact at work, Inspiring HR could be perfect for you. We get started on Wednesday the 5th of June 2024 when we'll be meeting up over Zoom for two hours every week. The group sessions are a blend of group coaching, training and facilitation. They're supportive, encouraging and practical and each week has a slightly different focus. So in week one, we look at setting yourself up for success. Week two is about boosting your confidence. Week three focuses on being strategic in your role. Week four is all about building key relationships. Week five takes a deep dive into influencing at a senior level and the final week looks at planning for the future. There's a link with the full details in the show notes for you or you can learn more by going to my website, Bright Sky Career Coaching, clicking on services and then clicking on Inspiring HR Group Programme. I would love to have you join us and to get to know you throughout the programme. But if you have any questions about Inspiring HR at all, please feel free to ask by getting in touch through the website and I would be very happy to answer them for you. Welcome to episode 28 of HR Coffee Time. I can't quite believe that we're approaching 30 episodes already. It's quite exciting. This is a podcast that I've created especially for you to help you have a successful and fulfilling HR career without working yourself into the ground. I'm your host, Faye Wallace, a career coach and outplacement specialist with a background in HR, and I'm also the founder of Bright Sky Career Coaching. In this week's episode, we will be talking about a life and career transition that all of us will have to think about and plan for at some point, whether that's quite soon or a long way off in the future. And that is retirement. So I'm delighted to have career coach Sue Goldman on the show. One of her areas of expertise is coaching people as they approach and start retirement. She has more appreciation and understanding of this topic than most other coaches because she has semi-retired herself. And you'll get to hear her share her own approach and experiences of semi-retirement once you get stuck into listening to the episode. So whether you're thinking of getting ready for retirement yourself or you want to understand and support your colleagues who may be retiring soon, there are lots of nuggets of wisdom shared by Sue, ready for you to squirrel away for later or act on straight away. Let's dive straight in and listen to what she has to say. I know that there are all sorts of reasons that someone will decide they'd like to retire. They might have been planning their retirement for ages, or it may have come as a bit of a surprise. So perhaps they've been made redundant and decided to retire rather than find a new role or a different life event like 
illness might have made them reassess things and decide it's time now to retire. Is there one piece of advice that you would give that applies to everyone, no matter what their reasons are for retiring? I'm really glad you asked me that question. It might not come as a surprise to many of you. You really need to properly plan for it. Now, you know, if you have a partner, maybe it's about talking to them about needing time together, but also time apart from each other. Perhaps it's about identifying what's really important to you both. Let's face it, you know, being together 24 hours a day can be very different from being together for four hours a day. So that's one of the one piece of advice, one challenge to be thinking about. What are some of the most common challenges that you see people face when they're retiring that they may not have anticipated? Yes, it's a really good question. And I would sort of probably have to say, first and foremost, so many people, you know, they're just not prepared for it. It might be, you know, seeing that empty diary might really feel scary for some people, that whole thing about lack of structure and routine. And having been through a pandemic, similar comments were raised by so many people. Where's the structure gone? Where's the routine gone? And the same thing, I have to say, you know, really does apply to if we're thinking about going into retirement. Another one might be staying motivated. Frankly, especially if you live alone, that can be difficult to keep yourself going, you know, when we've had somewhere to go to each day, that office, and we no longer do. That can be very unsettling. I would also say another common challenge is actually realising the importance of one's own social networks outside of work. Now, some people, you know, their friends are inside the workplace. And of course, if we haven't really built up that network, when we leave it, for some people, it really feels like they're falling off the edge of a cliff. Another big thing to consider are feelings of loss of identity. Without that job title, without the role, some people actually ask themselves, who am I? Um, Their work was everything to them. So that can be challenging. Again, you know, being aware that it really is a major life change, more than many people think about. And for some of us, depending on the age we retire, with life expectancy being into the 80s, some of us might find that we're spending 30 years even not in work. Again, something else to think about, another challenge is, if I can describe it as that honeymoon period, that's that immediate post-retirement feeling where everything is bliss. Well, just to be aware, that can soon change. I would also say (laughs) some people think that it's the business about acquiring skills for work is all that matters. And, you know, I would actually suggest it's about lifelong learning, not just skills for work, although, of course, it's very important, actually, that, you know, we keep up with technology. And the other big one, perhaps, and I know it's talked about an awful lot at the moment, it's about finding purpose and fulfilment. And we can't really underestimate the importance that this has on us. So there's one thing about that purpose and fulfilment within the workplace, but really we need to think about finding it outside of the workplace once we leave. Mm, Gosh, so hearing you say all of those things, Sue, that's making me think that 
actually, these are things we need to be thinking about no matter what point we're at in our careers. I can very easily see how easy it can be to let work take over your life and become your focus and to be the main thing that you use to fulfill you and to feel motivated. So if for anyone listening, then I guess anyone who may be neglecting their relationships outside of work, their interests and skill development outside of work. This sounds like you're really trying to encourage people to think again and and put a bit of time and investment into those other areas. Yes, I mean, if I think back, you know, on a personal level to my father, perhaps, who he built up a wonderful business. And um, when he finally stopped working, I can actually say he was totally lost. And I think we might all know people like that in our lives right now where they really don't know how to fill their days. So, you know, the the thing might be to start thinking about it well before we leave our workplace. Mm, mm, Gosh, you've got me thinking now. After this interview, I'm going to go away and message some of my friends and make sure I'm seeing them regularly enough. So having talked about some of the common challenges you see people face when they're retiring, apart from, you know, what I've just said there, as in, okay, so it sounds like we need to be thinking about making sure we keep our friendship groups going, that maybe we have interests and hobbies outside of work, that work hasn't become our whole life. What other actions can people take to help ensure that they're going to have a smooth and happy transition to retirement? Yeah, and that's a really good question. What we do need to think about, perhaps, is that we might have something like 2,000 hours a year. How are we going to spend them? And of course, there's you know hobbies that we can undertake that might be volunteering. But whatever it is for you, it's to start thinking about how do you want to spend that time? After all, as we all well know, Time is that one non-renewable resource. Once it's gone, it's gone. I hate to sound like an effort, but once it's gone, it really has gone. And then other more practical things that, you know, sometimes we start to think about, well, we might have moved where we lived in order to be near our place of work. Well, maybe this is the time to think about where else we might want to live country to town or town to city? Do we need to downsize or do we need to right size? Because often retirement comes at a stage in our life when maybe, you know, our families, our children may have flown the nest. So, you know, do we need all the space that we have? So it's about thinking about where we might want to live. Um, Always, I would think, if we're talking actions, it's about possibly being open to all sorts of new opportunities and saying yes so you know let's face it you know in our earlier years careers and family responsibilities really drove all our decisions but now we can reverse that trend so this is time for us perhaps and another sort of action you know that accompanies up the other side of the coin is to thinking about to some degree protecting your free time and this might be around setting boundaries this might be around childcare or babysitting duties, should you find yourself uh, becoming a grandparent, Um, so things like that. 
volunteering where if you happen to be reasonably good at whatever you volunteered to do, you might find that people ask you to do more. And although it's always wonderful to do volunteering and, and to give of your time, you know, just to be aware, uh, you know, you really do at the same time need to think about what you really want. You know, it probably goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway. It's about maintaining a healthy and active lifestyle that's going to include exercise or whatever it takes, whatever it is, staying healthy. You know, maybe we walked to the office before. Maybe, you know, we were much more active. Some of our offices might have had gyms. And when all that is taken away, it's very easy to let ourselves slip into a less healthy way of being. And obviously that's going to include taking care of our own nutrition, etc., and we've touched on it earlier, the importance of that social network, which in a way needs to be built up outside of work. Again, I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but people do concern themselves deeply about their finances. So obviously, you know, having an independent financial advisor will be in there. I think I mentioned earlier as well, you know, it's about keeping up with technology and education and then you can be part of the current world if you don't officially work in it. And of course, as always, staying positive. Excellent. Thank you, Sue. And I have some questions around that. So they all sound like incredibly sensible and practical tips. But picking up on something you said earlier about motivation, I know that we can all make grand plans and think we're going to be really structured and organised and envisage how our life is going to be. But actually, then when it comes to it, feeling like, oh, actually, I, I don't think I can be bothered or I don't want to or I don't feel motivated to do that right now. So have you got any tips for helping people keep the motivation levels going and actually be able to follow through on all of the plans that they've set themselves for their retirements? I mean, that's a great question and you, you, you've nailed it really. That is possibly everybody's problem. And if you think about it, how many people make those New Year's resolutions only to find out now they've gone. So it, it's common to humankind. Um, what I would say is I think hopefully a good tip is find somebody to whom you can be accountable. So if you've made this plan, I don't know, to go on a long walk or running every day, if you do that with somebody else, um, we rarely want to let others down. We don't seem to mind too much letting ourselves down, perhaps, but letting somebody else down is different again. So whether it's a professional person or whether it's your friend from around the corner, just having somebody alongside of you can be huge. You know, just letting people know what you plan to do. And then you know, when they do that conversation with you, you don't really want to be saying, well, actually, I didn't get round to it today. You'll, you'll be letting yourself down. So having somebody else might be the answer there. I think that could be a really helpful tip. And it actually makes me think about a lot of the work that I do with my outplacement services. So particularly if I've been asked to support a group of people who are all being made redundant at the same time and perhaps I'm running workshops for them on you know things like CV writing and interview skills invariably in those workshops I really try and encourage everyone to form little groups and meetups outside of the workshops and for when they have finished their jobs just as a check-in so not only do I think that one-to-one -one accountability can be very powerful 
actually having a little small network of people who are going through exactly what you're facing at that moment in time can be incredibly helpful because they really do understand the the challenges that you're up against. Hopefully lots of positives. There are lots of reasons to look forward to retirement. But I think often it's one of those unique situations in life where I think it can benefit from having other people around you in the same situation. Absolutely. And, you know, we, I will come on a little bit later in this um, in this podcast to all the other, you know, some of the organisations that might prove helpful. But definitely, you're absolutely right. And I know from my own career and outplacement coaching and so on, it's so useful. And now, of course, you know, if we've got things like WhatsApp and all the other ways we can so easily stay in touch with people. And it can make a huge difference. Having people who you can go through the same process with. I know that when people are looking to lose weight, perhaps, and they go along to groups like um, the Weight Watcher type environments, what seems to help people is having another cohort, another group of people who are going through the same process. So it's hugely important at all levels. And it is important, you know, as we say, you know, the thing about staying motivated it can be very isolating. Let's face it, it can be very isolating and we're social animals. Thank you, that's brilliant. So actually that brings me on to the next question, which is, okay, so here are some general tips for people who are about to retire or thinking about retirement. But bearing in mind, everyone listening may either be thinking about retiring themselves or it could be that they work in HR and they're in the position where they have got colleagues, where there are people in the organisation who are coming up to retirement. What kind of things can they do as HR and people professionals to really help set their colleagues up for a, a successful retirement? I mean, that, that's really a great question. So the sorts of things that might be useful, thinking about asking them how prepared they are, and hopefully so far on the podcast we've perhaps realised how important it is to think about it rather than just leave on a Friday and that's that. On the financials if the company has an independent or a couple of independent financial advisor if they're available that can be hugely reassuring. I know for some people having some kind of farewell party some kind of tribute perhaps paid to acknowledge what they've given the company can be a, a lovely thing and it also shows people who are staying on in the company how well those leaving are treated so it, it, there's a double benefit if you like also for some people rather than that bit about falling off the cliff you know if there's an opportunity to stay connected to the company some people might enjoy that Something else as well that may play tribute to the work that that person has done, maybe let them help with the succession planning. That can be a useful thing. And something else that I've noticed can be incredibly helpful, if that person has been really full-time, maybe they can move from full-time to part-time as a kind of a transition and, you know, not to mention, you know, we've talked about some kind of retirement package. So the, there is a mix, if you like, of the financial things, but also, if you like, the emotional side of it. So people can adjust so that it's more gradual. What I really like about all of those suggestions is how easy 
they are to implement and how actually they're all quite low cost. So these aren't incredibly expensive, incredibly complicated, incredibly onerous, time consuming things to do at all. In fact, just with a little bit of thought and a tiny bit of planning, it's reassuring to know there's actually a lot that you can do to really help people with this key point in their lives. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So aside from all of those fabulous ideas that you shared with us, thinking about your own work as a career coach, Sue, how exactly can a coach help you to plan for retirement? Yeah, that that is a great question. So first thing might be to help unpick any fears that somebody might have and help them to prepare for the change, because obviously change can be hard and it's usually accompanied by if you like, some sort of appreciation, but at the same time, concerns. Change change can be hard. So having a coach help you unpick those fears can be incredibly useful. Um, So what else might I do? I might help somebody to create new goals to ensure um, that they're going to feel fulfilled and happy, or some people have called it the bucket list. In a way, if not now, when? You know, so that might be something that I would help somebody with, helping to establish a clear vision of what it is somebody might want to do. And of course, coaching in itself can help somebody understand their key motivations, their values, their skills and their interests. So they really do have a clear picture of what they really want. And also, just to add, um, you know, I've worked with a lot of people who were so excited at the prospect of retirement, of leaving what might have been a stressful job, only to find six months down the line, guess what? They miss the stress or whatever it is that work gave them. Um, So what I can help somebody to do is to create a retirement CV so that they've got that. It's a bit like an insurance policy should their situation change or their desires change they've got it sitting there ready um, to send out should opportunities arise that they may wish to apply for. Ah that's a term I haven't heard of before a retirement CV so presumably that's a standard CV but it's one they may never have to use but they've got it there if they do decide that they want to get back into the workforce or start applying for voluntary roles perhaps. It serves just that purpose. It, it Also, there's an additional thing about it. If somebody's having a bit of a low day and they're not feeling, you know, they're just having a bit of a, a loss of self-esteem and wondering where their life has gone and where they're going, looking at this and seeing all that they've achieved professionally can be a real confidence boost as well. So it's kind of, it's got more than that one benefit. It can actually be a bit of a, a bit like a medal, but a CV. Oh, that's a really great way of thinking of it. And again, it's so interesting hearing you talk because obviously my specialism and expertise doesn't sit around supporting people who are preparing for retirement. It isn't coaching that I've been asked to do before. So it's such a massive help to get to hear everything from you, Sue. Thank you. But again, coming back to this piece where I do support a lot of people through redundancy, actually, just before our podcast interview today, I just finished doing some interview coaching with a wonderful client and she has been made redundant for the second time and it's really knocked her confidence. But actually going through her CV with her and helping her prepare for 
she has a final stage interview coming up next week, which is exciting. But she said, oh, my goodness, it actually makes me realise how much I have achieved at work throughout my career. She said it's so easy to just keep on going. It's easy to forget exactly what it is that you have done and what you have contributed to and the skills you have developed. So it's fascinating to see that actually a lot of the things that I'm supporting people with from a redundancy perspective apply just as equally and validly for someone who's facing retirement. Facing sounds terrible, doesn't it? Preparing for retirement, hopefully getting excited about retirement. (laughs) But for sure, it's a new chapter And as you rightly say, people often, you've done something well, you tend to take it for granted. And people, as you and I both know, struggle to recognise their achievements. So it's just a great document to have, even if you only look at it now and again. It's just a great document. It's a record of what you've done in the same way, you know, when you leave school, college or university, it's a record. Okay, fantastic. And that brings us on to the very final question for today, which is to ask you for your book recommendation. So as always, I'm completely intrigued as to what it is that you're going to recommend. I never know what book it is that my guest is going to talk about. Okay, so obviously there are a lot of books out there on the market. There is something that's come out only recently. It's called The Good Retirement Guide 2022. Everything you need to know about health, property, investment, leisure, work, pensions and tax. So, you know, you know, people can feel apprehensive as they approach retirement. Maybe they've got concerns about the volatile pensions industry, Brexit or simply about what retirement actually entails. So whatever people thought so, this is a bit of a book that can help you plan a retirement that is enjoyable and stress-free. And that's by somebody by the name of Jonquil Lowe. So that's J-O-N-Q-U-I-L Lowe, L-O-W-E. And I hope I can just sneak in another one. It's called 101 Ways to Enjoy Retirement. That's by somebody by the name of Vinya Chandra. And it's literally that. So, you know, you've made it to retirement. You're now the boss, which means you get to design the life you've always wanted. Maybe it's been months already at first unfamiliar. What with the mornings you could sleep in or days where you didn't have to wash your hair. And you've now settled into your new life. But is something missing? And if so, that's quite a good book to turn to. And it talks about your unique hobbies from around the world to start today. And if it comes to an advice line, Age UK uh, has a wealth of information. Obviously, you'll find it on the web. The phone number is 0800 055 6112. Um, But as I say, they've got a whole web section where you'll find a huge amount of information. Other things, um, something called U3A, University of the Third Age. Um, I have to confess, I'm a member of our local one and they have uh, the most wonderful activities. And that, you know, to finish on a high note, the pure sense of joy, (laughs) you've got that freedom just to explore and do and cultivate new hobbies, um, meet new people. Um, It's all there. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you for sharing such a wealth of resources. That's fantastic. My dad retired 
um, not that long ago, within the last few years, he's into his 80s now. So he worked for himself and kept on going for absolutely ages. And he's actually moved to a completely new area. He and his wife decided to move to a really, really pretty little town. And I was trying to research activities and communities that he could get involved in where he has moved to a new area and the University of the Third Age came up again and again and again and when I looked at some of the stuff they offered it looked absolutely fantastic so what are the some of the things that you've done via them? Okay so you really want to know? <laughs> okay yes, yes. so um, I started learning bridge once upon a time in another life I was fluent in French and that's lapsed a bit because my career and family life didn't really allow it. So I'm now joining a new um, French conversational class. There's also, um, they do trips. And I put my name down to go to Wisley Gardens in May. So loads of things. Um, that's just the name, but a few. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, I really hope you enjoy Wisley. I went there at Christmas. They had a whole light display that was really pretty. Oh, lovely. They they did something like that at Kew as well, I think, didn't they? And Kenwood here. London. But yes, if you can get yourself onto the list of a U3A, I'm also um, going to be restarting um, table tennis with them and all manner of things. It, it just depends how active it is. And they, it's run by volunteers, you see. So what this means is, you know, it's by the people for the people, which makes it very informal. But also it's a way of establishing new friends actually, from completely different worlds to one's own. Great organisation for a mere something like 15 or £18 pounds a year. Marvellous. That is a bargain, isn't it? And it sounds like you're keeping yourself very busy in between all your coaching then, Sue. Oh, my goodness me. Yes, I, I have many other interests um, to online. A psychology class, a lot of philosophy. Oh, yes. It, in that, as you say, I think that's the key, really, to keep oneself occupied in a constructive way and to keep learning. And I'm, you know, very much one for keeping learning. So, yes, that, that, those, I think, are maybe some of the keys, some of them. Brilliant. And for anyone who's listening who thinks, oh, this is exactly what I need, I think I would like to arrange retirement coaching for myself or for people within the organisation, what's the best way of them finding out more about your work and getting in touch with you? Okay, so I do have a website. Um, it does need a little bit of updating, but you can find me there. It's Your Career Coach. If you just put it into the, the web, your, Google Your Career Coach. There's also Sue Goldman at btopenworld.com will find me there. And my phone number, if anybody wants it, is 07-956-305-105. And I will get back to you very, very quickly. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been wonderful to have you here. My pleasure. Thank you again for having me. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope you found it helpful. Sue certainly gave me lots to think about. There are links in the show notes to the resources and contact details that Sue mentioned during the episode. And if you're not sure where to find the show notes, you can find them on my website, Bright Sky Career Coaching, on the page that is dedicated to this particular episode. Or you can also find them by opening up the episode in your favourite podcasting app, 
tapping on it and then scrolling down. The show notes usually sit underneath the main episode details in the different podcasting apps. If you've been listening to the show for a while and enjoying it, I would love it if you could recommend it to a friend who you think would enjoy it too. It would be wonderful to reach even more people with these free career tips every week. Thank you so much and I will be back again with a new episode for you on Friday next week.